Welcome to the One for the Money podcast. I'm your host, Johnny West. I'm a certified financial planner, and here I will teach you the tips, tricks, and strategies I use to help others retire early. This is the easy button when it comes to early retirement. Everything you want or need to know is right here. I'm so glad you join us on the show. This is episode seven of the One for the Money podcast. I'm really excited for what I have to share with you today, as I'll be going over the best retirement saving strategies for the self-employed. And be sure to listen to the end where I go over the relatively unknown personal pension plan strategy that has allowed some of my clients to put away over $300,000 in a single tax year. In the tips, tricks, and strategies section, I'll focus on the retirement strategies for W-2 employees who don't have access to a 401k type plan. So that's what I'll be going over today, and I do hope you find this helpful. Now on with the show. A dream for many Americans is to be their own boss, and the self-employed professionals such as sole proprietors and independent contractors are living that dream. But while they have the chance of reaping the rewards of being their own boss, they also assume all of the risks. And one of the risks that they assume is saving for retirement, as it's entirely dependent upon them as there isn't a company that will provide a generous matching contribution to their 401k type plan. And I have clients that have pretty generous matching contributions that range from six to even as high as 10%, which is pretty remarkable. So what is a self-employed individual to do to save for retirement? Well, we have a number of options and which makes the most sense will depend mostly upon your income. And I'll start with the simplest strategies and move up from there. Now, the simplest option you have is the individual retirement accounts. And these, of course, come in two varieties, traditional and Roth. And with both of these types of retirement accounts, you are taxed just once. And these will be ordinary income taxes. And you just decide when you are going to be taxed. With a traditional IRA, you decide to be taxed later in retirement. And with the Roth, you decide to be taxed now. Since the tax is an income tax, when you should decide to be taxed is really based upon your income level. Typically, if your income is on the lower side because you are either early in your career or you shifted to part-time work prior to retirement, I typically recommend you pay the income tax now and contribute to a Roth. If you're in a higher income years and expect to have lower income in retirement, you'll want to wait to pay your income taxes in. However, there are additional factors to consider, so it's recommended you check with a certified financial planner that will assess many of those factors. One thing to note regarding a Roth is that you can only contribute to a Roth if you make below a certain level of income. The exact level will depend upon whether you are single or married and what year it is as it increases slightly each year. To be eligible to contribute to the maximum amount to a Roth in 2022, your modified adjusted gross income must be less than $129,000 if you're single or $204,000 if you're married and filing jointly. Now, with either the traditional IRA or the Roth IRA, you can only put away $6,000 per year. 
But if you're 50 or older, you can add an additional $1,000. Also, all of your contributions to IRAs must be made by the individual tax filing deadline. If you extend the filing of your taxes, you will not still be able to contribute to an IRA at that time. For example, if I was contributing to an IRA, traditional or Roth, for the 2021 tax year, I have until the date I file my taxes, which is April 18th, 2022, or earlier for making those contributions. So if I file my taxes on March 14th, I need to make the contributions then. If I extended paying my taxes, I won't have extra time to make these contributions. Now, the advantages of these IRAs are that they are simple to set up. The disadvantage is you can't contribute nearly as much as you can with other retirement accounts. And if you are the type that doesn't contribute throughout the year, an additional disadvantage is that you need to make all of your contributions by your tax filing deadline. And that is if you haven't been proactive in saving during the year. And just remember with IRAs, you just need earned income. It doesn't matter how old you are. And in episode six, I discuss kid Roths or just a Roth IRA for your kids. And from a growth and tax perspective, these can be absolutely incredible. If you want to learn more, have a listen to episode six. Our next retirement savings option for sole proprietors or independent contractors that we have is the SEP IRA. Now, the SEP stands for Simplified Employee Pension. SEP IRAs are really easy to set up and cost much less to maintain than a solo 401k, which I'll go over shortly. With the SEP IRAs, you can contribute a lot more than you can than with a regular IRA. Contributions made by the self-employed can be 20% of your compensation or 61000 for the tax year 2022, whichever of those numbers is lower. Now, if 20% of your compensation is 66000 the maximum that you could contribute is 61000 If 20% of your contribution is 50000 then that's the maximum amount that you can put away. Now, the advantage with SEP IRAs is that you can establish these up until the day you file your taxes, extensions included. So consequently, if you extended your tax filings until October, you can make your contributions then. Now, there are a few drawbacks to a SEP IRA. Firstly, there isn't a Roth version of a SEP IRA, only the traditional type where you decide to be taxed in the future. Additionally, once you hire a W-2 employee, any percent contribution you make to a SEP IRA would need to be made to any of your W-2 employees as well. You may want to consider other options such as a simple IRA or a company 401k plan instead. Again, I'd recommend you speak with a certified financial planner to determine your best options. The next option, which I alluded to earlier, is the solo 401k plan. They have their advantages and disadvantages like every other plan. The advantage of a solo 401k is that you can contribute a larger amount with a smaller amounts of income. For example, if you earn $75,000 with a SEP IRA, you are limited to 20% or $15,000. However, with a solo 401k, with that same salary, you could contribute in 2022 at least $20,000 five hundred dollars on that same amount of income so five thousand five hundred dollars more 
if you're under 50. And if you're over 50, you can do an additional $6,500, bringing your total to $27,000 on that same $75,000 of income. But that's also not all you can contribute. You could also contribute more to a solo 401k via profit sharing contributions from your business as well. Another advantage of a solo 401k is that you have the option to either establish a Roth version or a traditional 401k version of these plans. Also, another advantage of a solo 401k versus a traditional IRA or a SEP IRA is that you can take a loan out on the account in the amount of 50% of the account's value or 50000 whichever is less. Although I would only recommend borrowing from a solo 401k to avoid bankruptcy. While these are advantages of a solo 401k, there are a few disadvantages. All these extra bells and whistles come with additional administration costs. A solo 401k plan is subject to IRS ERISA rules, and therefore you'll be required to have a third-party administrator to help you manage the plan paperwork and annual filing requirements. Now, you don't have those with a SEP IRA. The other disadvantage of a solo 401k is that you need to have these established within the same tax year for which you are making the contributions. For example, if you want to contribute for the 2022 tax year, it needs to be established in 2022 and the employee contributions need to be made by the end of this year or within the first few weeks of the next. So the employee contributions are the 19500 plus that additional 6500 if you're 50 or older. The profit sharing contributions can be added after as you don't know the profits of your business until you've calculated those early in the new year. Now, you can't set up a solo 401k and make contributions from the previous year like you can with a SEP IRA. One final disadvantage with a solo 401k is that once you hire a single W-2 employee, you will have to move to a company 401k plan that will be subject to additional rules and tests for fairness, and this makes them a bit more expensive. The final option for the self-employed is the personal pension plan, which is also known as a personal defined benefit plan. These are pretty remarkable given the right circumstances. And these personal pension plans allow you to put away a lot more money than you could on a pre-tax basis with a SEP IRA or a solo 401k plan, as in hundreds of thousands of dollars more. And these are my favorite types of plans to set up for the right type of clients, as they can put away close to three to $400,000 given certain circumstances. Now, as a general rule, these work best for self-employed individuals that are over 50 and can contribute over $90,000 a year for at least three to five years. Let me explain that better with an example. I have a few clients that make over three quarters of a million dollars of income as sole proprietors. With the personal pension plans, my older clients can put away between three and $400,000 pre-tax. If they utilized a SEP IRA or a solo 401k, the most they could put away is between fifty-eight dollars and $64,000, leaving the remaining non-contributed amounts subject to the highest income tax rates. So I'm able to save these particular clients significant tax savings by putting three dollars to $400,000 away pre-tax. 
Now, the personal defined benefit plans, they use actuaries because they are determining your benefit. An actuary is just a mathematician that will calculate the contribution, which is going to be based on a number of factors such as your income, age, life expectancy, and the expected benefit. Now, if you have a high benefit in your plan and only a few years left to fund it because you're already 55 or 60, the rules allow you to contribute a lot more. Once you retire, you can roll that money over from your defined benefit plan into a pre-tax rollover IRA. And with the personal pension, you can defer, like I said, between three and $400,000, and you could pull that money out in retirement when your income taxes will be slightly lower. Now, if that sounds unfair to some of you, I should let you know that many took significant risks and made significant sacrifices like reinvesting in their business to get to this point where they could generate this kind of income. Now, the disadvantage of this type of plan is that you need to be incorporated. And with a SEP IRA and a solar 401k, you do not. Additionally, the plan must be opened by the end of your business's fiscal year, which is usually December 31st, in order to make the contributions for that tax year. Now, the contributions don't have to be made until your tax filing deadline of the following year, but it needs to be established and by December 31st of the previous. Now, since these utilize an actuarial, it'll take several months to get these established, so you can't wait until the end of the year to establish them. And while they may cost slightly more to set up than like a solo 401k plan, you can save a considerable amount more in taxes. And in some instances, I've established both a personal pension plan and a solo 401k, which allows my clients to really put away money on a pre-tax basis. As you can gather, there's a lot you need to consider if you're a self-employed person on how to make the most of your retirement planning. If you're self-employed or want to learn more, feel free to schedule a no-cost, no-obligation consultation on my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. I hope you really found this helpful. Now on to the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. This is the tips, tricks, and strategies portion of the podcast. We're about three months away from the personal tax filing deadline. Usually that's on or around April 15th of each year. This year in 2022, it's on April 18th. Now the podcast leading up to that day, I'll be going over strategies to not only prepare yourselves for an early retirement, but to do so in ways that may reduce the taxes you pay in the process. I just went over what self-employed individuals can do to significantly reduce taxes and save for retirement. But for those of you that are W-2 employees that don't have access to a 401k plan, you may be wondering what your options are to do so. Unfortunately, not much. Retirement plans are a lot like healthcare. Your best options are usually provided by an employer. Now, if you are a W-2 employee with no 401k, your best options are either a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. And I say or because you can only contribute to one in a year. You can't contribute to both. Now, if you have contributed the most you have to your IRA and you've maxed it out for the year and still want to save more, 
Another option would be to save in a non-retirement account. However, with non-retirement accounts, there are advantages and there's disadvantages. One of the disadvantages is you are taxed multiple times. As you may recall from earlier in this episode, with IRAs and Roth IRAs, you are only taxed once and you just decide when that will be. With an IRA, it's taxed during retirement when you're taking the distributions and with the Roth, you're taxed up front so you'll never be taxed again. With a non-retirement account, you'll pay taxes on the money that you're investing in the first place because you're investing money that's already been taxed from your income. Then if you are invested in stocks and bonds, they may be paying you dividends and interest and you'll be paying taxes on those as well. And finally, when you sell an investment for a gain, you'll be paying taxes as well. Now, one of the advantages is you'll pay long-term capital gains taxes if the investment is held for more than a year. So that would be one year plus a day. Another advantage of a non-retirement account is that you have access to the funds at any time, whereas with an IRA, you have to wait until 59 and a half. Another advantage is that if you have losses in a non-retirement account, you can offset those against gains to mitigate any taxes that you would have to pay. Now, one strategy to avoid additional taxes in a non-retirement account is to invest in a ETF or a mutual fund that is designed to have very low turnover of investments. This means that investment changes are made much less often so as to prevent a taxable event. Another option is to invest via direct indexing. This is a novel type of strategy where you directly own the stocks in an index, sort of like the S&P 500. Rather than having your money pooled in a fund like a mutual fund or an ETF, these direct indexing funds would allow you to directly sell some investments with losses to offset gains in your portfolio to potentially mitigate your taxes. Lots of factors to consider, which is why I recommend you speak to a certified financial planner who will consider your entire financial picture when making a recommendation. One more additional thing I'd like to add, I'm about seven episodes into this podcast and I would welcome any feedback. Please let me know what you found helpful, what you didn't, and what you'd like to hear more of, etc. Please email me your comments at johnny.west at ciadvisors.com. That's J-O-N-N-Y dot W-E-S-T at C-I-A-D-V-I-S-E-R-S dot com. Thanks. Thank you for listening. And until next time, remember that no one builds wealth by accident. If you want to learn more about how to build wealth to retire early, head on over to my website at betterplanningbetterlife.com. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. The purchase of certain securities may be required to affect some of the strategies. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. 
All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Individual tax and legal matters should be discussed with your tax or legal professional. Johnny West is a registered representative with and securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.